evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Porsche Cool podcast. Uh, it's Saturday night here in Bahrain. Uh, the podcast today is going to be slightly different to the last 20 podcast episodes that you've listened to on this uh, on this podcast channel. Um, today we have a another Porsche enthusiast, uh, a very good friend of mine, Steve, and Steve and I are going to be chatting about owning your first Porsche, owning a 911. Uh, we're going to talk about our story. Uh, about his story, about the cars that he has owned. He's actually owned three uh, generations of 911, so he's got a lot more to talk about, I'm sure, than me. But before we get into it, this is a Porsche Cool podcast. Uh, I'm Michael Bath. Uh, this podcast is an extension of my YouTube channel, which is simply Michael Bath. And uh, we also have a Instagram, Porsche Cooled. Make sure you follow that. It's just simply Porsche Cooled. Lots of great images of Porsches. Uh, and what else? What else? Our love of Porsche. This channel is all about, this podcast is all about our love of Porsche. We talk about Porsches. Uh, it's Porsche-centric channel, uh, and that's where it all begins. So let's get into the episode today. Uh, I'll stop talking uh, to myself, and we'll try to get Steve on the line uh, via Zoom. He's all the way over in Australia. Uh, it's very early in the morning there, and it's late in the evening here, but we somehow tied this up, so let's see how we can do the very first episode of the Porsche Cool Podcast with our special guest, Steve, who owns a GT3, my good mate from Sydney. Okay, so I've got, um, I've got my friend Steve here. Steve's joining the podcast. He's going to join the podcast for the next, hopefully the next few episodes, if he doesn't get sick of it. Uh, Quickly. I'm trying not to mess it up. <laughs> but um, so Steve's on, we've got a Zoom call going here. Hopefully the sound quality is okay. Uh, Steve's in Sydney. It's very early in the morning uh, and I'm in Bahrain, as I said before. And today we're going to talk about your first Porsche or even your first 911. Um, and to give you a bit of a lead in, like I said, Steve has owned three generations of uh, Porsche 911s. He's owned a 964, a 993, and a 997. Is that, that's correct, right, Steve? Only three? Yeah, that's right. Yep, sure is. Uh, and the 964 was the first one. The 964 was, I think, 20 years ago. Oh, you're aging me massively? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was a long time ago. A very long time ago, before they were actually cool. Yeah, so Steve got a 964, I think, and the car he had before that was the S3. Audi S3. Yeah, yep. Audi S3, uh, which he bought, I think, new. Is that correct? Mm, yep. Probably yep. one of the very few cars that I had ever bought brand new. And uh, brilliant car, like really cool car. Um, I was a serial kind of car buyer in terms of I'd get the itch, buy a car, have fun with it kind of get a little bit sick of it a couple of years later, flip it, get something new. And I reckon one of the interesting things about Porsches, I sort of say this to mates all the time, is that um, if you want to stop the itch, buy a Porsche, buy, buy a 911. Because um, once you do that, well, I suppose you might itch for the other, the next 911, but um, the itch goes away. <laughs> well, I reckon it does. I remember when you got the S3, actually, it was a very, I thought it was very, very cool. It was a very, it was, at the time, that was a 2000 model, right? Or 99 or yeah, when they first, first, like gener first, first generation, gen. yeah, first generation S3, which were, I remember they were pretty cool at the time. They were expensive. I remember they were very expensive yeah. and they were very cool. Very much so. Um, and yep. then 
I actually had an A3. I had the A3 1.8 Turbo, uh, which was right. not as cool, which was around the same time you had the S3. Yep. Um, but yep. what I remember, what I remember about the 964, and I just tell everyone listening, what I remember about the 964, I remember when I first saw it and um, I was working in Paddington in Sydney and I, had a, I went outside and had a look at it. And I remember looking at it thinking, yeah, it's very cool. And I know the shape and I, I didn't know much about 964s. I hardly, in fact, I probably knew nothing about a 964. But I thought it was a good looking car. But the only thing I remember, and I, I think I said this to you the other day, is that I thought the bumper was very big. Like it had some kind of, you know, the bumper shape was, was unusual at the time. Um, yep. It's weird though. When I look at it now, I think it's actually a very attractive 911. I don't actually think it's ugly at all. I think it's actually aged quite well. Well, see, that's funny because um, I guess I can say this because I'm a sort of owner and all that sort of stuff, an ex-owner. But um, when I got that car, it was the only sort of 911. I really wanted a 911. I kind of got it. Um, my family, my uncle's like a mad car person. He had a he had a 88 Carrera and then he upgraded to a 993. Um sort of German cars runs um, in the blood sort of thing through my family. So um, I just sort of, I can't, I can't even remember. I think he may have kind of spotted it in, in, in those days. He'd kind of buy car th- cars through the classifieds. He spotted it in um, sort of like a small kind of car dealership on Parramatta Road. People in Sydney will sort of understand the connotation of that. I thought it was Dremoyne. I thought you got it from one of those dealers on Dremoyne there. That's oh, where sorry, I thought- Victoria Road. Yep. Is it Victoria it is, Road, it right? It was one of those, yep, whatever, Victoria I can't Road. remember the name, that guy that used to have all the imported cars. and they I, were... I can, but it's probably better not to name names anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was super low mileage. Like it had, and you know, it was a 1990 uh, white C4, um, maybe like the dark blue interior, um, but it only had, I think it was about 36,000K which was really sort of low mileage it, um, back in that time. And I was in the S3. Um, my uncle kind of encouraged me to go for um, like a little look and sort of test drive and spin. Um, the inevitable thing happens because you kind of, you know, once you drive the thing, it's all over. You pretty much, you know, can't sleep until you've kind of, you're in it. Um, I'm pretty sure you'd understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, that's sort of how I kind of got into it. See, I thought... I do actually... Mm. Sorry, I do actually remember sort of um, at the time, and I still think this, like that was the only Porsche that I could kind of get into. My uncle sort of said, don't go for anything uh, older than that because um, it's a bit trickier to drive. And at this point in time, it sort of still is. It's my only car. So I couldn't afford to kind of drive something too old and too vintage that I couldn't really um, sort of daily um so given that um nine, the 964 was one of the first car uh one of the first 911s with sort of uh power steering um things like that the gear shift wasn't kind of too clum- clumsy and too clunky um yeah, yeah i remember trying to drive his old Carrera, and that was like really really i found it really hard to kind of um find the gears in that so but see, what's what's quite interesting is when you bought that nine six four. I have a vague. I have. I won't mention it, but I have a vague idea of how much you paid for it. Right. I I, I vaguely remember you telling me how much you paid for it. But at the time, a Carrera, like an air cool Carrera, was actually 
85, what the earlier models, the 80 models, they were actually mm-hmm. a lot cheaper, weren't they? They would have been, they were a lot cheaper oh, yeah, of than, course. than the 964. So they were half the price. But I think what you said is really interesting is that thing about some of the earlier earlier 911s being a little bit twitchy, right? Being a little bit harder to drive. It is harder to drive. Um, I drove my uncle's like once. The the night before he basically traded his um, his 85 um, Carrera in for his 993, he came over and he sort of said, um, son, jump in the car and go for your life. Do whatever you want because, um, you know, this is the last night I've got it. And he sat in the passenger seat. I jumped in. I think I was in, I can't remember, I was probably in the S3 or maybe a WRX or something like that. So that's what I was used to driving. Yeah. Got in his car, really excited, you know, loved the noise, all that sort of stuff. Um, we were just driving around the neighbourhood and I didn't have that much fun because I couldn't change gears. I couldn't find the gears every time I kind of shifted from, you know, first to second, trying to kind of get from second to third. I couldn't really get it going because I was too busy kind of rowing around trying to find the gears and the thing. Yeah. Um, so that and that that was actually my first, my, my actually very first um, 911 drive and it probably wasn't that great. Um, it's more a reflection of me than the car. Oh, yeah, admittedly, but I, get- I know the car needed um, – I'm pretty sure my uncle sort of said that it needed a new gearbox, but whatever. But I guess you – after driving that, you knew when you went for a drive in the 964 that you were happy to take the 964, right? Because you had yeah. that memory of driving the day. 80s one, so you knew that the 964 was still a better experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Much it's better a great experience. car. But, I mean, the thing that I was going to say was that it makes me laugh because um, it really was um, the, only, the only 911 that I could really kind of afford that was sort of, you know, um, suitable for my kind of needs and all that sort of stuff. And... I always sort of thought that it was the ugly, ugly duckling, basically. It, it really wasn't, you know, like if if money was no object and not kind of crazy kind of thing, but um, if I could have afforded it, afforded it um, easily I would have gotten into a 993, not a 964, but I couldn't afford, like at that point in time, that would have been over 100 grand, which was tons of money in that in that day, particularly for a young guy. Yeah. Um, I remember Sorry. when I remember when you had the nine six four and you were talking about how you wanted to get a nine nine three. I I do actually mm-hmm. remember that you were driving the nine six four and saying you'd like to get a nine nine three like what your uncle had. Yeah, yep. I do actually yep. remember that exactly. But and I mean the nine six four. I think your nine six four looked good though. I think it looked good because it was white. I think white was a good color in that car. I think it actually suited mm. the car. I yeah, think it suited the car. car. When I see yeah. it again, I think it actually suited the car. It was white, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And remember, we went to one of those um, auto house kind of cars and coffee type things, and um, it was there. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. I'm trying to find the photo. You, you, you yeah. took a photo of me standing next so, to it because that yeah. was like, I don't know, 15 years later or something like that. Yeah, so I think it was maybe two years ago, Waterhouse Hamilton, which I, a lot of people have heard me mention before, um, the Porsche specialist in Sydney that Steve has a very good relationship with because he's been going to them for over 20 years. Um, but there was a Cars and Coffee and we just happened to see, I think that Cars and Coffee, we saw your 964 and then mm-hmm. coincidentally the guy that bought your 993 was also at that Cars and Coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember? He yeah. was also there. So it was like both of your old cars, I mean, you know, a lot of people own 911s in Sydney. It's not like that rare, but it was just, you know, like minds, I guess. And and there it was. There were both your cars there at the one uh, at the one cars and coffee. 
which and is, they hunt you down too. Actually, I, I can't. I actually spoke to the guy that bought the um, the white C four, the nine nine six four, um, and got chatting with him because he wanted to know about it. And later on, the same thing happened with the nine nine three. So I, you know, I think it, it, like you sort of said, just people that are into um, it, cars, but specifically Porsches and nine elevens, you just wind up kind of chatting about it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's weird though. Uh, I always thought your your 964 was a Carrera 2. You know I didn't know it was a Carrera 4. <laughs> I actually always thought it was a Carrera 2. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. My, my memory's not so great. <laughs> Look, it was a great car. Um, really cool car. Sound, probably one of the things that I remember the most is sound. Even um, after kind of getting into a 993, which we can talk about later. Um, but the 963 but the 964, the 964, you did quite a lot of things to it, didn't you? I mean, it's probably too much for this episode, but you did quite a lot no, of mods or not? Not as much. I changed out the primary muffler. Um, I put Bilsteins in it, um, which I was a sort of serial kind of believer in um, Bilsteins, again, with through my uncle's influence. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Did some other bits and pieces. I got out of it before, um, before that that model sort of had a notorious thing for um, not having a gasket in the in the heads. So it right. was sort of um, weep oil. Plus, um, one of the differences between a nine six four and nine nine three, I believe, is the valves um, need adjusting. I can't remember what the intervals are. So right. there's a lot more maintenance in a nine six four than there is a nine nine three. And on your nine six four, on your nine six four, you did a. Did you do the Fister exhaust on the nine six four? Was that? Did you? Didn't you get no, something from Fister? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Fister. Fister was in the nine eight three. Nine six four had the. Um, there's two. There's two mods that you can do, like a primary or a secondary kind of muffler bypass. And I think I had the primary, and it sounded awesome. That thing sounded so good, better than nine. It sounded better than the nine eight three. Um, I can't. I can't remember it. I actually can't remember what the sound of it. I remember being in it, but I can't remember mm. the sound of it. But that's what I was thinking the other day, though. Really, like the 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 three sort of mods you want to do on a Porsche on a nine eleven mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. exhaust, right? Suspension, yep. and if you buy it and it's got shitty tires on it, is to put good tires on it, right? Good rubber. Yeah, Don't suspension. You think? I think. Suspension, it sort of depends on um, which one you've got. Like I haven't touched the GT3, but um, which is semi-unusual for me, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I, I suppose with the 964, I specifically did it because it was a C4. Um, not that I'm a brilliant driver, I'm not at all, but um, it it did sort of understeer because it's sort of like four-wheel drive, not rear-wheel drive. Um, right. And the Bilsteins made a massive difference in that in terms of just the way that it felt. It didn't sort of, um, yeah, it didn't sort of feel kind of super understeery. But, um, yeah, so. So the Bilsteins, but, as I said to you before, the Bilsteins are what I'm thinking of getting for my 997. So I mm-hmm. think, and I think I told you what it was. I can't, I think it's called B12 kit or something, which is, yep. is it yep. EBAC Pro Kit Springs and... Yep. V8 shocks, so sport shocks. So not um, yep. not adjustable, whatever, I don't think. They're not coilovers, yep. right? They're just normal. Yep. Um, so that's what I'm thinking of doing on mine. So, and I guess because I've I'm a big them. believer. But I know I'm a that... massive believer in um, Bilstein's. Um, but 
Um, so whether what or is not it? it's sort of like a mandatory or not, but... Yeah, but what is it then that this thing, and I've noticed it on YouTube, and maybe it's just with people in the UK, why are they? Why is everyone hyping up KW, KNW, whatever it's called, especially for 996? Uh, don't know, but I suppose like um, you it's think that's KWs and KWs and Bilsteins are the sort of like two of the big sort of suspension manufacturers. Um, th- and KW, is it Man, Man, Mantai or I'm not quite sure how to say it. Is that um, Mantai, Mantai is Racing? It? Yeah, oh. they use KWs. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So Porsche Racing. Yeah. Porsche Porsche own Mante, Mantai, don't they? They own that's their racing division, right? They bought a share in they bought a share in it, I believe. Because I noticed those guy uh, what is he? That that nine eleven guy's got KW, hasn't he? Coilovers. I noticed mm. that TG guy bought KW coilovers as yep. well. So they've gone full yep. on. I just don't yep. know whether that's a bit overkill. You know what I mean? That's why I was I was wondering why they're all sort of pushing the KW thing, but maybe it's a UK thing. Who knows? Um, I think the other thing about it is probably more that, you know, like um, like in, like anything, suspension is a sort of um, sort of like it is a long-term maintenance item. So, like, I don't know how long this is supposed to last, but say you're up to kind of 80,000K or something like that. Um, you know, like if you're kind of enthusiastic and you're looking after the thing, then you probably want to renew them. So what are you going to do? You either have your existing ones um, serviced which means kind of um, regassing, re-oiling them, et cetera, or, you know, you pay a little bit more and you kind of replace them and you upgrade them. So, you know, I know which one I'd do. Yeah, yeah. So 964 and then you mm. owned the 964 for, I can't even remember, how many years did you own the 964? Oh, geez, I can't remember. Four years? I think I owned it. Mm, maybe about that, yeah. So in 2004, was it, you bought the 993? So when I bought my Audi Avant, I think you bought the 993. I know who made the better decision. I'll take <laughs> De- your word for it. Oh, that's right. Depreciation. <laughs> depreciation. You paid roughly the same price. <laughs> I paid the same, yeah. I, I won't actually mention the figure here, but just so everyone knows, I actually paid exact, almost the same price as Steve did for his 993. Steve sold his 993 about the same time. That I, no, actually, before yeah, I sold my Audi. Time. And actually, yeah. Steve, I think got the same. You got the same amount back as you p- paid for the car, right? No, Not I didn't. You, I didn't. I lost. I lost. I think about ten grand on it. Oh, did you? About. I think I lost about ten grand from the paying price to the selling price. But um, to be fair, in that equation, you have to kind of factor in the maintenance money. Um, and you don't want to know what that is. I think well, I think sorry, the scare, but the money I put into it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think I remember that, and I probably shouldn't say it on this podcast. But it's it's the mods you did for the car, the things that you added to the nine nine three, and then the things and the service, right? Because Steve's, I just tell everyone, your nine nine three is it still for sale? Is for sale at Auto House Hamilton again? It came uh, up for sale. I think so. Yep. And I think it's for sale for about 129,000 Australian dollars, which I thought was actually quite reasonable, sub 200,000 kilometers. Uh, it's in the best color. Adventure Green. Yeah, that's the one. It's in the best color and it's got lots of uh, lots of extras to it. I have to admit, I thought about it. I said to Tasha, I said, that would be a good car to buy. And she said, oh, you I'd could, buy you, back in she a, said you I'd can't buy. I'd buy back in a second if I could. <laughs> Yeah, I know, because it's, it's just perfect. And like I said, it's, it's, you did the wheels in that sort of almost similar to my grey colour, isn't it? That's the grey turbo wheels you um, had them painted. They were painted in the same colour. There was a sort of anniversary edition, the Vesuvius. Um, oh, that's right. The, the yeah. sort of dark purple thing that had um, 
uh, sort of dark grey wheels. So, um, yeah, I just took that paint coat and painted those wheels that colour. But it's funny, when we're talking about your car and you said, oh, if you got it back, you'd probably change the wheels back to the original colour, I think you said. Because I was looking uh-huh. at it thinking I'd like to see the wheels back in the original colour. And then I was searching yeah. on UK, I think one of the specialists in UK, and one came up, uh, same sort of year and whatever, same colour, and it had the silver wheels. And I have to admit, for some reason now, I, I always loved your wheels. I love that colour. But for some reason now, the silver wheels look, I think, cooler on that car. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah, but it just... everything's it, coming full circle. Yeah, it just looks like the silver with the with the green. It's just something about it. It's just something about the... And it always had a great stance, that car. I always remember, you know, when you're seeing you driving in the car park and stuff, like it always had a really nice look on the road, the 993. There was something about how it sat on the road. You know what I mean? It was. And, like, I know it's not all about aesthetics, but in my opinion, at least... Um, uh, the 993 looks so much better than the 964. I, you know, it's like what we were just uh, implying just then. I, did, I, I find it really interesting that 964s are so kind of sought after now and, you know, they're, um, they're so valuable, et cetera, et cetera, because um, I just remember back in the time when I actually had one um, thinking thinking of it as a bit of an ugly duckling kind of thing and, you know, it, it literally was just what I could afford. So, um, and I was always lusting after a 993. So, and the thing is, when you see 964 Carreras now on sale on the site in Australia, car sales, um, yeah. the 964s, the ones they have, they're around 150, 160,000 for a Carrera 2. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a couple there that are about 140, 150. And then I think the 993 is about similar prices. I remember I saw one that sold recently that was yours is 130. But I did see mm-hmm. someone there for around 140, 150. So they're kind yeah, of yeah, depends on mileage. 994, 993s are kind of say a 993 with 100,000 kilometers is about the same price as a 964. It seems they seem to have leveled out. Um, but the 993 was I, a, but the 993 always seemed to be more sought after years ago, right? It was the it is the a beautiful absolutely. Uh, it's a beautiful car. It's a beautiful shape. Um, the headlights, everything about it, the bumpers, everything's resolved. Um, when I owned the 993 and, and when I got into it, um, the I suppose the um, the feeling most people would sort of say, like all the kind of hype was in 993s, um, maybe maybe that was sort of the case up until about, I don't know, five years ago where, you know, it was last of the air cooled, um, everybody sort of seemed to prefer the looks. It's got... Um, a, revised suspension it, it's definitely more dailyable um but it, it is kind of interesting because i sort of hear a few things every now and then i can't remember who it was but um i i reckon somebody sort of said it fairly accurately which is i think if you jump into like a bog standard 993 um it sort of feels a little bit squishy and the handling isn't that sharp um right. the ride is definitely kind of comfortable i guess by modern standards um, but you know, like my memory of my 993 is slightly different because it was tweaked, I suppose. Um, it, you know, like you just sort of said, once you kind of do a couple of the key things like, um, the exhaust, so you make it sound a bit better, you bring out the kind of air cool note. Um, I, mine had, um, Bilstein, the PSS nine coilover kit, right. um, which sharpened it up massively. And then you kind of do a couple of little aesthetic things. And then once you kind of um, 
tweak it a little bit, it becomes probably sharper. So that sort of comment that I remember reading recently where somebody said, oh, it's soft and squishy, not really that much but, fun. Um, mm. It's really easy to make it a lot more fun um, and arguably, um, yeah, just a bit more engaging, I suppose. But the thing is, how did it feel? I mean, can you remember this? When you when you got out of your 964 and you did minor things to your 964, but when you bought the mm-hmm. 993, it was it was standard, right? It had nothing done to yep. it pretty much. It was yep. like a Both of them perfect... Were when I'm, when I'm, yep. Okay, but when you went out of your 964, and I know your 964 had a few things done to it, and then you jumped into your 993 when you traded in your 964 and you bought the 993, how did it mm-hmm. feel? Do you, what's your memory of that? Did it feel a lot different to the 964? Did it feel... Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Um uh, keeping in mind that I was going from a C4, like a four-wheel drive, to a, effectively, not that it's called that, a C2, um, the 993 was miles better. Um, the ride was noticeably better. The handling was kind of just nicer. Uh, like Again, I'm no driving expert. I'm not. Uh, I, I've got a keen interest and, and I'm enthusiastic, but, you know, um, I'm no kind of Chris Harris kind of thing. Um it felt, it felt um, just, uh, how do you put it, sort of more sophisticated, I suppose. Right. Um, you could tell that um, one was an older car and one had sort of, and this was back in whatever that, that year was, 2004. Um, it just felt like a kind of newer, sort of bit more special kind of car, bit just right. um, more evolved. So your 993 was a 95 model, right? 95, yep. And your 964 was a 90? 1990. Yep. 1990, so five years difference. Yep. So yep. here's a question, and I didn't ask you this. The day when we switched cars and I drove your GT3 for the first time and you drove my <laughs> 997, and I know you drove yep. it when we when we went to test drive the car. Um, Steve came along with me and helped me with that purchase, and we yep. went on a test drive, and then Steve, you drove it Try as well. Try not to flog your car. Just, yeah. You just made sure the clutch was okay. But then when I drove your GT3 that day, we were on the putty road and you drove my car. Yep. Here's a question. How did the 997 feel compared to the 993? Was, did, it feel, did it feel to you as big a jump as when you went from your 964 to 993? And I know you only drove it my standard Carrera because they're all base Carreras, right? They're all Carreras. Your 993 was yep. a Carrera. Your 964 was a Carrera 4. Yep. Uh, Oh, sorry. So you're asking about the comparison between, say, my my 993 to your 997? Yeah, when you drove my 997, when you drove my car mm-hmm. on the putty road, and I think you drove it on in the test drive as well, but can you, can you think about how different it was to the 993? Was it, you know what I mean? Was it as uh, big a jump? Yes, yes, yes. So you say the I'm, 993 is so much better than the 964, but it's the 997. I don't know there's a 996 in between here but we're missing out, but. Yeah, of course, because you're talking like what year's your car? 2008. So you're going yeah. from a 95 to a 2008. Um, yeah. And I had driven a couple of 997s before that. Um, my cousin had one as well. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't really remember to be it's honest. Two generations. Cause I remember when, and I remember being in your car, but I remember more recently is when I dropped my car off at Auto House. And I think I told you the story that they took me to the, uh, they have to, they give you a lift to the train station and they gave uh-huh. me a lift in the 993 they had in stock, right? Because yep. that was the only car they had. And the first thing I noticed the difference between, because I just got out of my car, I just dropped the 997 off for service. 
and I got into the 993 as a passenger. First thing I thought, it felt lower, and I don't know why. And this was an auto, the Tiptronic uh, 993. It felt lower to Not the ground. Yeah, exactly. It felt lower to the ground. The smell of leather was so strong. Like all I could smell was the leather. And then it was the petrol and the vibrations. It was, it was more, it was definitely more intense than my car. It felt a lot more intense than my car. Um, so what you're describing um, is like, it, just from my experience at least, is the difference between an air-cooled um, 911 and a water-cooled. Um, both my 964 and my 993, um, you've just kind of raised really fond memories. There's the smell because you can, it's, it's cooled by oil and you can just kind of smell the kind of mixture of oil, yeah. like kind of hot oil and um, sort of burning petrol, et cetera. I'm assuming the quality of the materials is kind of different too, so that leather as well. And the, leather, the other one that I'd add to it is mm. the clunk of the door. Um, you'll, yeah. People bang on about it all the time. But yeah, the way yeah. the noise, the, the noise that um, the, the door makes when you close it and you open it um, yeah, you're right. is you're so right. distinctive. So mm. distinctive. Mm. Mm. No, I just, it just, and it, and it felt louder inside the cabin. Like it felt like there was less uh, noise uh, deadening. There was less noise, you know, it, it felt louder inside the cabin as well in that 993. Yeah. And that was just on a short, you know, five minute, 10 minute trip to the station basically. But um, it was definitely the, the, the whole experience was completely different to a 997. I can see why people want air cooled. You know what I mean? And oh, absolutely. If if I could have both, then um, I'd gladly kind of have um, like a an air cooled in the get in the garage. If my wife's listening to this, I'm so then not serious. <laughs> so then you had the nine nine three, and then you you spent lots of money on the nine nine three with modding it out and making it um, faster, lighter. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Just you bought, more. and then and then you bought the Pinnacle. Steve bought the Pinnacle. He bought a nine nine seven point one GT three. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. knows how much I want a GT three. He and you bought the GT three in two thousand and fifteen. Was it fourteen? I think oh, fourteen. Wow, time flies. Yeah. Two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Um, yep. So that was that was a pretty big leap, huh? Because price wise, it, it it jumped up quite a lot. I mean, obviously cheaper than what yeah. they are now. That was an interesting one. I think. Um, Different sort of personal circumstances. Hilariously, like uh, I'd made the decision, I'd literally sold my 993. I'd, um, uh, Scotty at Auto House kind of helped me with that. Um, so I got rid of it in preparation for being able to kind of leap onto, you know, the GT, like a GT3 that might pop up. Um, I found one, uh, put a deposit on it um, really quickly to kind of secure it because I'd sort of done all my homework and I figured out, um, you know, what theoretically would be a good one pending PPI, etc. Um, so I found, found this white 997.1, what is it, a 2008 um, GT3 Club Sport. So it's mm-hmm. got the um, roll cage, the um, carbon the carbon buckets in it. And this one had a few nice little extras in it. It's got um, the carbon interior, um, the xenon headlights, um, a few other kind of little bits and pieces. Um, so I found found a guy in Melbourne that was wanting to sell it. I, I remember literally I was at work and um, I, I just kind of constantly scanned car sales. It kind of came up and I pretty much rang him straight away. Uh, we had a kind of chat about it and I just sort of said, look, 
um, I'm dead serious, like, you know, I'm a buyer, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a deposit to kind of hold the car um, pending PPI. And I pretty much made the offer, I think, kind of like that afternoon. Um, so I, it was just because, um, uh, could be right, could be wrong, but I sort of felt like um, if you know what you're after and you kind of find the right car, like obviously if, if a PPI kind of brings up stuff, then, the um, you know, you sort of reconsider. But um, if the car comes along and you sort of think that it's right, then yeah. don't wait because they're so rare. Yeah. Um, and probably that would be even more so like these days, but... Yeah, so you bought it. You bought it sight unseen. Um, we always harp on. I always harp on about make sure you get a, a PPI pre-purchase inspection, which you did. Yep. Everything came out yep. okay. And because the car, like you yep. said, it was it was really highly specced, wasn't it? I mean, the leather and the carbon. For and a for a GT three, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No sun, no sun, no sunroof, which is good. <laughs> I think most. Yeah, there was one. There was one I that popped one. up in Australia recently, but yeah, I I, I thought they were. Um, I, I thought they came without sunroofs. I didn't think you could get one um, in Australia at least. But Yeah, I saw that one come up. That's one thing that I wish my car didn't have, and I have to admit I, I'm a bit anti-sunroof. I'd rather not have a sunroof. You know what I mean? Like I notice yeah, when you I'd... look through I notice when you look through used cars now in 991s like Carrera S and Carrera GTS, I think 90% of them have uh, the glass full sunroof, which I think is just like it just turns me off it. I just don't want. I just don't want a sunroof in a 911. I don't know why. I know some yeah, of the I'm other not that but, but I never use well, it. I never open it. I never ever use it. It's probably like it's probably doesn't even open anymore because I've never actually opened it. I don't think. My 993 had one. I think my white one, uh, the 964, had one as well. I, I, I don't mind it. I, 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 like the whole purist point of view is that it adds weight above your head and it's all in the wrong spot. Blah blah blah. Um, but I don't mind it for like as an alternative to winding the windows down and getting a bit more noise. But I think in the 964, 993, and 997 with the metal one is okay. I just don't like that full glass thing on a 911. Oh, I see the panoramic. Yeah, uh, that panoramic, panoramic one and the way, yeah. it, the way it sits when it goes to the back of the car. You know how it's like that large overhang that it does? I don't yeah. know. It always looked a bit weird to me. It always seemed to destroy the line of the car. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so GT3. Um, uh, so GT3 you still own. You haven't sold that yet. You haven't added to it. As yet, that's not going anywhere. Although I said the same thing about, I, I honestly thought with the 993, I was the happiest man in the world. Owned that thing for 12 years. Uh, as you, well, as we sort of said, like I sunk a lot of money into that car. Um, uh, no regrets, like heaps of fun. But towards the end of that, towards the end of my ownership of that, I kind of do remember sort of thinking that. Um, the maintenance, the maintenance bills certainly weren't getting any smaller. Um, but the insurance, et cetera, like when you added up all the kind of bills, um, to kind of keep the thing on the road, uh, keeping in mind your standards, like, you know, I think when you've kind of got high expectations of your car, you can sink tons of money into kind of keeping it just so. Um, when I looked at that kind of equation, it's like, ah, oh, you know, if that's what I'm going to pay like every year to kind of keep this thing going, um, to that way, um, maybe I might, maybe I might sort of consider the upgrade. Oh, that the sort of funny story that I was going to tell off that was um, when I had put the deposit down on the GT3 and I'd sold the 993. Um, I lost my job. I was made redundant. 
Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> at least you had well, a nice delivery car. of a GT3. Yeah, I took delivery yeah. of a GT3 without having a job. Which oh, was actually good because you had plenty of time to polish it and detail it and wax it. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the important things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, but the GT3, uh, the leap from a nine. 993 and I'm sure it's the same like if you kind of went generation to generation from a from a 995 uh, sorry to a 995 993 to a, a GT3 is a massive leap um well like you're going from Carrera just, to GT3 as well you're not only just going from air cool to water cool you're going like the huge leap aren't you from yeah entry yeah. level to top of the level basically yeah and I remember the first time I drove a GT3, like um, the, the one that I bought wasn't the first time. Like I'd, I'd test driven one in Sydney. I found a dealer, um, a local kind of dealer that was happy um, when I sort of first started kind of toying around with the idea. It's like, well, I'm not going to buy a car without literally kind of knowing what it's like. And jumping in, that was a black one. That was amazing. Um, and that didn't have the kind of bucket seats and everything. Um uh, I still smile when I kind of watch the video that you took of yourself driving um, my GT3. Um, and well, the thing about your GT3, it's the seats. It's the seats and the, and the shifter and the sound. It's the seats, the shifter, and the sound. Like you just feel like you just you just you become the car. Yeah. Almost. You're not like you're sitting on but the you, seat in the car. You become the car. That's the weird thing. It's like it feels completely different. It's very hard to explain unless you sit in it and drive it. And I didn't drive it hard it, at all. But No, but you jumped into a modified GT3, though, because that's not like a standard shifter and not the standard exhaust. I jumped into a standard GT3 and didn't have anything on it. And even then, that thing was, like, amazing. Um, the engine is so kind of um, – when you rev the engine out, that thing is just so cool. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. Are we done? <laughs> I don't know. Are we? <laughs> I think that's. I think that's but, probably. I think that's probably enough for our first. Uh, our first podcast together. Um, what do you think? I'm not good at this. So. No, I think um, that's good. Please. I think that's good. I think that. Uh, I think we've realised today that. Um, I think we've realised today that we have a lot to talk about. Uh, stuff we normally just talk about by text or by <laughs> by text lately because uh, being in different countries. Um, but I think I think that's good. I think that hopefully everyone enjoyed the podcast today and there will be more to come. Steve's keen to do quite a few more, aren't you, Steve? I guess so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you get think... me talking about cars and everything, then, like, no problem. But, um, yeah, Um so I think I think the next one we'll talk about. Uh, we'll just give people a bit of a lead in, just so that everyone gets excited about the the next one when they're listening to this one. But I think the next one we'll talk about is we'll talk about uh, exhaust. We'll talk about uh, making the Porsche 911 sound better, and we'll talk about I think your GT3, your exhaust uh, story, because there's a lot. I know you've had a few. You've tried a lot of different things, and then mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about my story which i have one story which people have heard over and over but i'm happy to tell it again i know people like to hear it i do get messages about people asking me about it so people are still obviously interested in the exhaust that i did uh yours are a lot more yours are a lot more expensive and yours are a lot more uh complicated i guess a lot more to them Mm Yeah, not not necessarily expensive but yeah but we won't talk about it today but uh steve has just 
changed his exhaust again on his car. He got it done a couple of weeks ago. Yep, I did. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Yep. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago he changed next, his exhaust. Next week. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I may actually even, um, if Steve sends me, I think I have the video, I might put the video of Steve's exhaust on my Instagram if he lets me, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then people can hear. I might put it on one of the stories and people can actually hear the sound um, because I'm sure people would love to hear what it sounds like after we've done that podcast. Um, yep. But I think that's it for today. What do you think, Steve? Is that it? Yeah. All good. All good, mate. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. So that's it. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, this is the Porsche School podcast. Uh, like I said, uh, it's on all the major podcast platforms. Um, you can find it on Podbean, which is the main um, podcast supplier. It's on Apple. It's on Google uh, Podcasts, which they call it now. It's on Spotify. It's pretty much everywhere. Like I said, if you can't find it, just go to Google, do a search, and it will come up. Um, thanks for listening and thanks to Steve for joining us today all the way from Sydney, Australia. And we'll, talk again. And we'll talk again soon. Bye for now. <laughs>